Lexiton. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome to Pass It On podcast with me, Steve and Chris. And today, Steve, we are going to talk about... Vinegar. Vinegar. But not just vinegar. <laughs> the elixir that was vinegar. Back because It was definitely a catch-all, wasn't it? Vinegar did many things. And one of the... Uh, if we get as far as me reading out the tips, as we don't often do, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to contradict myself, or at least contradict the... Uh, the ladies who wrote into um, the Pass It On in the Sunday Post. And I feel slightly embarrassed that I'm going to have to embarrass my my wonderful Pass It On givers. But I'm going to. But we'll not start with that, right? Oh. We're going to start with Fake news. meat in hot weather. Meat in hot weather. Meat in hot weather. <laughs> That's M-E-A-T. Okay. <laughs> meat in hot weather. Pour a little vinegar into a large dish and place two pieces of stick across the dish. Stand your meat on the sticks. The vinegar wards off flies and also helps to keep the meat sweet. (laughs) Mrs Ellis, 121 Sinclair Drive, Glasgow. (laughs) Mrs Ellis sounds like a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, however... I I can see some sense in that. I don't, no, I I don't understand. So I have images of a plate. Yep. You know, like in circuses with the spinny plate things, right? Yeah. But kind of on the flip side... With a piece of meat on top. Is that... No, like, uh, sort of stilts. Meat stilts. Meat stilts, yeah. <laughs> meat stilts. That's exactly what Mrs. And Ellis what does the vinegar for. do? What does the vinegar do? Oh, it's no, on no, the wait plate. A minute, wait a minute. Before we get to the vinegar, let's stick with the sticks. The sticks would have been <laughs> laid across the... Like floorboards. Oh. And then balanced right. on top of that. Because stick stilts in meat... Mm-hmm. That's going to be, that's a difficult sort well, that's, of thing. Yeah, Especially that's what I didn't two. understand. You need a stable three stick Exactly. And then, and then I was three. thinking, does the vinegar soak up through the stick into the, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know why milking stools always have three legs? By what? Milking Mil- stools? Milking stools. As in to milk cows. Um, yes. So that you can quickly exit if the cows try to kick you? Why would you be able to exit? A well, because you can just chuck yourself off it and it'll wobble Why with you. Why couldn't you chuck yourself off a four-legged well, stool? I don't know. Tell me the answer. The answer is that buyer <laughs> floors were often uneven and a three-stick stool, always all of the st- all of the feet are on the ground, whereas four, one of them's always shuggling about. This is true. It is true. Job. It's a... Uh, Next time you're milking a cow, oh. you make sure. I can milk a cow. Demand. I will. A three-legged stool. And a four-legged stool to try it out. That's Indeed. True. Yeah, okay. Did you I say you that. could milk cows? Yeah. I don't believe this, Connie. Come on. I'm, I'm a cunt to bumpkin. I've milked cows previously. Maybe called it. My best friend cows. at school lived on a milking farm. It was definitely a cow, wasn't it, Connie? Yes. Oh, I did actually have... Oh, my God, this is a really funny story. So I was actually in the pub one night, and <laughs> this guy, he's honestly the sweetest little heart, but he was asking one of the farmers and he said something about um so do you just milk the females <laughs> <laughs> well yes Paul do just milk the females. for preference yeah <laughs> I think RSPCA would want to well exactly be involved but it was just the way he said it so innocently and it was oh so sweet but yeah it was kind of it was a great big joke in the pub that night anyway anyway I'm I'm pleased that we have educated you in the ways of the 1940s and 50s in that you didn't ask why you would balance your 
meat, meat on stilts. On top of <laughs> wooden stilts. Wooden rafters oh. on top of vinegar. Go and ask me why. Go on, go on, go on. Well, it's going to like kind of cure it, is it? Something like that. But why would you do that? Why? To, because you be don't have pri- fridges. Well done, we got there in the end. Because my, I read Little House on the Prairie when I was young, and they used to cover it in salt and bury it in the ground. That's what oh, they used to do in the winter. That makes it sound, I bet you it tasted lovely, salted beef. Yeah, but Cured soily, wormy lovely. beef. No, they probably wrapped it up in something to keep the worms out of it, I would hope. Yeah. I, d- I don't think we're going for curing here, are we? We're just going for warding off. We are going for warding off, and the reason we are doing this, as Connie says, is because they don't have fridges. But they would have a larder, or pantry. Yeah, but it would still get uh, warm, or warmish. Today's well, a warm it's, it's day. Not, it's not the warmth oh, that this is designed to uh, combat, though. It, it does say ward off flies. Flyiness. Right, that's vinegar for meat. Now we're going to go into vinegar for jam. Prevents mould. Before sealing uh-huh. jars of jam or jelly for storing, brush over with a very little vinegar. It prevents mould and preserves keep a long time. I've done this for years with good results. Mrs E. Keir, Rosewood, Laidbury's, St Andrews, wins a pair of towels. Oh yes, those towels. I didn't think jam went off. I thought that was the whole reason it was called a preserve, as in it preserves for a really long time. No, no. When you used to have jam, and it was made homemade, mm. um, if you left it for several months before eating it, when you opened it again, there was often... Some green hairy mould. Just but, not scrape it off. But I yeah. Just, yeah. Forgive me, and I wouldn't wish to um, speak a word against the good people who wrote in Sunday Post. But I suspect that just bespeaks bad jam making. Because surely, if you st- if you sterilise the jars, yeah. and you you seal them tightly, mm-hmm. nothing can grow because it's an, it's an airtight environment. Mm. No, because there's been stuff in the air. Already, I would suggest, and if even if it's just a quarter inch at the top of yeah, the jar, that's yeah. Air. But but you 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 seal the jars up when it's boiling hot, so nothing can nothing can everything's deed. Mm. Well, yeah, theoretically you uh-huh. seal it when it's boiling hot, but if you've got thirty jars to fill, by the time you get to the last one, there. it's not. Uh, my mother used to pour uh, melted wax over the top of the jar to keep it uh, like a baby bell. <laughs> no, entirely not like a baby bell. No, kind of. entirely like a baby bell. Entirely I mean, like a baby a bell. Because it closes up the cheese and keeps it all nice and cheesy. Did you know, by the way, that okay. we have um, excavated honey from Egyptian tombs that is edible? I'm not saying it's nice, but it's edible because. How do they know it's edible? They're be- tasting it. Because, well, <laughs> we have instruments and science. Okay. Um, but <laughs> we have, because honey. Uh, retards. Doesn't go off. It doesn't go off. And absolutely, it, it, you, um, b- bacteria cannot grow in honey. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of too high sugar content and something else, which is another reason why I think this tip is somewhat bogus. Yeah. Also, how sad, blah, 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 blah. how sad somewhat would it? How sad would it be if we lost the bees? That makes me really upset. And not just sad, catastrophic. Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. We'd all start. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when I see people killing bees. You have to give them a little teaspoon. You're of sugar, not allowed to kill you? bees. Well, I know, but people still do. Certainly morally. I used to keep, we, my family had bees when I was a, a kid oh, and I oh. absolutely loved them. And when you um, take the honey from the bees, mm-hmm. you uh, take the tops off the racks of, uh, the frames of, of beeswax, mm-hmm. put them into a big um, thing called an extractor, which is just a big tub 
vertical slats and you load the frames into it mm-hmm. and you spin it really, really fast and through centripetal force, it forces the honey out. So you load this thing up with frames, sort of putting them on, on equal sides so that they're, the thing's balanced and you bring, spin it up to speed, call the handle. Like a salad speed, spinner. Very right? much mm-hmm. like a salad spinner. And then just pure honey flows out the bottom. And oh, it, I would oh, jump right yeah, in and bathe in it. It's the best thing. Don't, I've always wondered this about beehives. Don't the bees get a bit angry when you <laughs> They've worked honey? hard. Well, the, you, um, you make them dopey and sleepy by um, <gasps> puffing smoke at them. Oh, oh, you drop them. Once they wake up and find they've no honey, at that point, do they not get somewhat <laughs> dischuffed <laughs> with, with the notion? Dischuffed. Is that good grammar? No, that's terrible grammar. <laughs> that was slang, but done with an attempt to, to amuse you. Connie. I only live to amuse you. Anyway, <laughs> I promised that I was going to contradict myself, oh, and yes. I'm going Sorry. to. Okay. You ready? Yes, very much so. Strong glue. If you want a firm fix with glue, add a teaspoonful of vinegar to a small amount of glue. This makes it extra strong. Mrs. L. R. Hill, 48 Constitution Street, Dundee. But a week later, we have Mrs. M. Robson mm. of 32 Whitehall Place, Aberdeen, who oh. says Glue A little vinegar into a bottle of glue which is dried up will moisten and make it liquid again. So we have readers claiming that well. vinegar will make glue harder and then another reader claiming that vinegar will make glue softer. But that's not what I get from those though. I get that it makes it harder when it dries but doesn't necessarily make the liquid form of it harder. I think you're right. I say, Connie, I think we're in bizarre, unknown territory. Well, the thing is we, I think she said something clever. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with this podcast, and we're only on episode two, but this is the problem with this podcast. We, we actually genuinely ask. need a, a material scientist to tell us. I'll or bet, just try it. I time. would completely... But, well, but the thing is, you don't know what kind of glue they're talking about. Is it is a PVA? Is it, I, I, we don't know. True. But good old Pritt stick. Good old Pritt. You say old Pritt stick. Old Pritt, Pritt stick. Was, was invented. But I can completely believe that there's something in the um, molecular structure of vinegar that would do something crazy to glue. Yeah. It would do something that would actually affect well, what, what vinegar it does. is an alkaline, isn't it? No. Oh, no, it's an acid, isn't it? It's an acid, yeah. Must be an acid. Are you sure? Hey, wait a minute, I did, I did Are some research. Are you sure? Because rec- I thought uh, vinegar and lemon juice were opposite. Oh, I don't know. Ah, see. I did some research when... Okay putting the book together and I'm going to read it out to you. Mm-hmm. Some vinegars have as much as 20% acid and it is that chemical element oh. which is useful beyond its normal job of adding flavour. Acetic acid will break down wax, resin and mould and kills bacteria. Okay, must be nice. I think we've just sort of Cracked. said something true Cracked and it. something clever. <laughs> so we We're peaking early. <laughs> we, we are, we are. Ah, we should probably leave the notion of we vinegar there. stop now. Stop now. <laughs> Actually, we will stop now and just have a little quick break, if that's okay. What's this? An ad? In the middle of your podcast? Whoever heard of such a thing? Well, the good news is that it's an ad for something we know for sure you're interested in. The Pass It On books, of course. There are far more tips in the books than we could ever hope to cover in the podcast, and they're a perfect wee capsule of 1950s thinking as well as some practical advice for running a household that's as relevant now as when the genius readers of the Sunday Post in the 1950s dreamt them up. So, as an exclusive offer for our podcast peeps, Connie made me say peeps, I don't know what it means, you can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code PODCAST at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. And now, on with the show. 
So acid, eh, so vinegar is actually just a very mild acid. That's, That's good, really, because in many ways I've always had a fear of clear vinegar. In case you thought it was water, downed it. Mm. Chug, chug. Unlikely, chug. But, <laughs> but it looks like acid. It looks like something that it does look like a chemical. It does. Like it does. I mean, ob- yeah. Obviously, everything's a chemical. True, <laughs> but it, true. it looks like a sort of thing that should have a warning symbol on it. it and certainly, like, oh, yeah. the amount that you put on your chips, Steve, it should. <laughs> Oh, I do love, a bit, I do love a bit of vinegar. Um, have you tried vinegar on chili con carne? No. Oh, I haven't. Oh, that kind of gives me the book. Well, you, you well, kind of balsamic vinegar. I could kind of think, well, yeah, you oh, know, yeah, yeah kind of. I recommend. Sort of I recommend product. that you try just some sarsen vinegar. Sarsen vinegar on the top. It lovely. Abs- adds to the flavour. Hmm. Absolutely beautiful, especially if you've got chips instead of rice. Am I right? No, <laughs> that's cheating. That's what you get at lunchtime. That's why in uh, Edinburgh, that's salt and sauce, isn't it? That's yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah, for salt and vinegar. Oh, salt, and salt and brune sauce. Yeah. Ooh. No, no, no. no. There's a there's a place in there's somewhere in Scotland <laughs> that calls vinegar sauce. As in, do you want salt and salt and it's vinegar? Probably be, Fife. Do you want salt Fife and sauce? Fife is Fife's weird. Fife's different. That's rude. I went to Fife yesterday. It was really nice. Did you? Yeah. Um, you went to they, they let you into Fife they did mm. I had a really good lunch anyway um, of which I had fish and chips and plenty of vinegar good girl brown are we talking about on ch- chilli sorry I'm going back to the chilli situation white vinegar brown vinegar balsamic vinegar well, brown vinegar because I'm frightened of okay. clear vinegar and balsamic like, clear vinegar is something all. that James Bond would be dipped in oh right it is as a torture but it would look like a torture and then it would come out and it would be okay. Yeah, of course. It's James Obviously. Bond, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah. Oh, no, I do like a bit of it. I stole a cool bottle of vinegar once from a restaurant because it was funky oh, shaped. This is, this is now um, on record. It is. <laughs> you, you will be seeing a I picture of Connie where... soon with a number under her, <laughs> under her head. I wonder if I've still got it. I've no idea what it is. See, steals it and doesn't even keep <laughs> it. Discards. It's just right. kleptomania. If we're going to go back to vinegar being an acid, oh, right. here's uh-huh. a question for you. If you had to have... If you had to stay in a bath of vinegar for mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. would you stay in a? Would you want white or brown vinegar? White, because it probably take my fake tan off to reapply <laughs> the next day. Right. Well, why would I be in a bath of vinegar yeah, in the first place? The, that's that's well, silly. I'm just, I'm just, well, no, I'd I'm rather be in balsamic about, because I'm just I would trying to talk it. about. It is a little bit scary. It's not. It is vinegar is scary. Vinegar but white is... would just look like water. Brown would look like dirty water. Right. So Can't... of course, classically, the, the the one thing we do know that everyone knows, I think, surely that, that you use vinegar for in the household is for cleaning your windows. Yes. Oh yeah, so, I, do, so, I like that. So, but then it smells. It does smell. Was that ever a thing that was written into the Sunday Post, or was it just taken as too basic? Oh, wait there. Oh, I'm going to knock your socks off. Well, probably not. Ish. Flies. Saturate a piece of silk knit material with vinegar, rub over the inside of window panes. Flies hate vinegar. It also brightens the glass. Mrs. J. Thompson, 9A Bigger Road, Cleland. And everybody said, sorry, Mrs. Thompson, we already know that. Kind of. Well, well we're back to the meat sticks again. We are, oh, kind of. About, about hating flies, that was the it point is. of the meat sticks. They don't like flies, do they? They don't like flies. Flies is a sign of dirt. Mm. And dirt, in this instance, has to be pronounced... Dirt. With dirt. a U, not dirt. an I. Dirt. <laughs> dirty, dirty hoose. That was the worst. That's terrifying. Don't but there's, there's a, a part of me again, though, thinks, and I suspect we'll come to this in future episodes as well. I think, what was her name? The lady? Mrs. Mrs. Thompson. Mrs. J. Thompson. Mrs. J. Thompson. I think she was pitting on airs. 
A silk knit material. I know. What is a silk knit material? Like a scarf? Like a silk scarf? Or I, think, like... I think it's very finely knitted. I don't know. That's How do you good... knit silk? Of course you knit silk. How well, else, weave how else silk. you construct it? Well, I suppose, you yes, weave, weave it. Yes, yeah. so and, it's, and silk is skinny, skinny, skinny threads. So it's not like you're going to sit and get it on your big... She's talking about a close-weaved piece of material, so it'll hold a lot of vinegar, I imagine. Mm. I mean, kind to Mrs. J. Thompson. Clearly. Because I quite like Cleland. Nice place. I've never been. Where is Cleland? Well, given that it's uh, on the bigger road, it's close to bigger. Which is where? Um, sort of mid-South Lanarkshire sort of area. Oh, okay. Not very good with my job. Below the central belt and down there. Lovely part of the country. But I, the, the, you got, do have to wonder a lot of these tips about the risk-reward ratio. Um, <laughs> you sort of think, yes, you might sort of scare a few flies off, but who's lost think of vinegar? That's, and you're saying that's a bad <laughs> thing? Well, I bought this stuff when I was doing my haul of cleaning products. Have you bought a new do you know house, what a Connie? Ha- do you know what a haul is, Steve? <laughs> like, no, no. And so like, me, so like if you get all these bloggers and stuff that do like, oh, I went to whatever and Topshop and brought, bought all these clothes. It's a Topshop haul. H-A-U-L. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I did a cleaning product <laughs> haul for the new house. Yes, I have a new haul. house. Okay. And I bought this stuff, white vinegar spray stuff. Uh-huh. And I love it. It works really, really well on like my stainless steel and stuff. But it stinks. Like it reeks. But I cannot get anything to give me such a good result as the uh, white vinegar. I, I fear, Connie, that you're drifting into territory that seems to suggest that the people who wrote into Sunday <laughs> Post were onto something. And that's a dangerous no, they, precedent well, to they set. they are. But they've, nobody's two. mentioned it works on your smeg oven, does it? Of course, they didn't have smeg oven. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm revolutionary. <laughs> right. As the course of these podcasts go, I will give you many, many interesting tips on cleaning your linoleum floors. And here's another. Your floors will look twice as good. Before varnishing a wooden floor, before varnishing that is, wipe the wood with a soft rag wrung out of vinegar. This removes grease from the surface Mm -hmm. and helps the varnish to dry quickly with a good surface. Mrs. Cathy Brown, 480 Tollcross Road, Glasgow, wins this week's guinea. And I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, and our fair listener, that's a good tip. Yeah. Well, it is until the vinegar sinks into your wood and smells. Always. But you would put varnish, varnish over the top of it. Top so it. But it not still in. release a little bit. Depends how, I guess it depends. In fairness, the smell of the varnish is probably going to be quite overpowering <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> but, but I'd probably rather the house smell like varnish sort of polishiness than... Yeah, it'll fade, it'll fade fade. And it would give your neighbours who would walk past the open window It would give them the notion that you are a clean wolf (laughs) Yeah, they would be, their mouth would water so, yeah. so one thing does water, water, water when I smell n- vinegar. There's nothing yeah. better than it's hot watering chips. now. Thinking about yeah. it, just oh. with that dash oh. of vinegar on the top of that. I used to dozing, in a, in, a, <laughs> yes, mm. in a place I used to work. I used to bring in. I instigated the policy of distraction chips, which is that when you bring mm-hmm. in fish and chips, you have to also bring in a poker chips yeah. that can sit centrally for everyone to eat. That's yeah. good because it's just it's it's Hague stuff. It's war crime. Really, to bring in it fish is. and chips and, and the you're smell sitting there and permeate with your the office. Miserable salad, yeah. and someone's eating a chippy. I know. So, yeah, oh, distraction I chips. I, I, I commend chippy. that to our listeners. Indeed. The chippy that um, where I live, they do, sounds disgusting, but I tell you, it's really good. Battered pickled onions and battered pickled eggs. What? What? It's really good. I've never heard of that in my yeah, entire life. Get battered. yourself to Forfar. 
It's a funny thing, though, isn't it? Because my mind immediately went to spoiled um, Zenial as I am, went to tempura uh, battered oh pickles. So, what are we and talking about? Temp- what? Who? What's tempura? What's the well, it's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's a There's not much difference, no. really. It's a finer, it's a you know looser uh, batter, and it's is it much slightly thinner. better for you? It's, yes, <laughs> it absorbs slightly less fat. Um, but God. yeah, but it's not dissimilar. And and uh, tempura battered pickles, pickle like gherkins mm-hmm. and cornichon Ooh, and stuff. That's like. that's a good thing, man. That's a delicious. I don't thing. like gherkins. They they scare me a little bit. They're yes, like they're, aliens' they're fingers in jars. That's yeah, what they make me uh-huh. think of. But yes, battered pickled onions from the chippy is like the perfect... When you bite into it, you get the hot batter mm-hmm. and the cold onion, and mm-hmm. it's a taste sensation. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm kind of there. I'm kind of there. If I could rewind slightly, oh. and then, oh my goodness, fashion. Tempura. What? We live in Scotland. We eat <laughs> mince and we eat tatties. Chips. Mince and tatties. Indeed. And we don't need tempura anything because... Tempura king prawns are nice. Oh, stop. Mm. The two of you, stop. No, you see, I, are we sweet chilli? Sweet, sweet young chili and number. young. The, uh, this is a hill I will definitely die on. I love fish and chips. I love <laughs> yeah. a mince round. I love a stovey. But I and I and I love a Greg's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, a dirty sausage roll is a fine thing. Yeah, Straw well, a dirty s- sauce, as in drop it on the ground, dirty sausage. No, roll. just as in a <laughs> as in naughty, as in naughty, okay, naughty sausage roll. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those. Yeah. Have you tried the, the vegan way, ones? Straw poll. What's better, bad sausages or bad bacon? What do you mean? What's like, better, like, bad y- bacon? Ah, see, I go bad sausages. No, no. I, I hate bad, bad sausages. Sausage. Bad, bad sausages bad makes thing. me think I'm eating something I shouldn't be. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah That's what makes sausages. it so delicious. Like intestines. Well, or my, my point was, I love all that stuff, but I also, you know, I I welcome twenty first century uh, multicultural open Scotland and uh, tempura this or yeah. you of that. Or, uh, wait, 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 I have I have the decisive one on this. Listeners, look at me. Look me up and down. <laughs> look at my manly torso. <laughs> I didn't get this way by eating tempura anything. This is a figure moulded from chips and mince. (laughs) And that, believe you me, is a winning argument. Steve, I think that's enough about tempura and winning arguments for today's episode, don't you? Uh, Join Steve, Chris and me next episode for more genius or possibly madness from households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us in Scotland today. See you then. If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.